everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. And I'm just running out of things to say, Bren. I don't know anymore. <laughs> just I, it's just like, nothing. Just got I, fuck all after I six years. Well, that's what I mean. That and just, I feel like quarantine's longer than the whole life of this podcast. It just feels <laughs> like it's never ending. Although certain things are starting to slowly pop up and open again. I saw like Disney or something's going to open. And oh. I think maybe the NBA was even saying like, that's where they're going to host some of their games to get started. Because they're like, uh, if people are allowed to go there, we'll just host our games there. I could see, like, I saw some stuff with, like, professional sports coming back, but with no audience, like the way WWE was doing. And, yeah. like, I could see that because I, I kind of see the appeal of professional sports live, but, like, the pragmatic part of my brain is just like, why would I pay all that money to get a shitty, like, bleacher seat when I could get the best view of the game, like, on my TV for free? Yeah, like, and pay $15 for a beer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the insane stuff. And, like, oh, wow, is that hot dog supposed to be great? It's like, eh. <laughs> like it's it's insane but i mean like i'm not the biggest sports guy so it's it's not surprising but i mean like i could definitely see that because it's a lot easier to clean and test and make sure what for sports team depending on the sport roughly like 30 players total like 15 on each team yeah and like the referees and all that it's easier to make sure that they're all clean and sanitized and not carriers than for sure. the entire arena of audience member uh participants so I could see those starting back up. I'm sure shit never going back to an amusement park this year or uh, any right. big public venue. Like that's not happening. And I think I also saw it's like pretty much a done deal where they're gonna have uh, sound effects as if the audience is there for the people <laughs> that are performing. That's gonna be sad. And weird. Yeah. Well, like, and that's also like what kind of bias is there? Because it's like if you're the home team, like yeah. how does that factor in? Like what if they're yeah. booing you? It, I mean, it it weirdly worked for the WWE because it's already that's that's just theater, but with more yeah. shirtless dudes. Like it's already a play, so like they can like, I mean, and, like I listen to a podcast where a guy talks about wrestling, uh, and Pat, um, yeah. but like some of the stories behind the wrestlers is just such nonsense bullcrap. So like they can work with it, like they're some of the best. They can do anything. Totally. But, like, yeah, sports is going to be like, weird because, like, I, I'm sure everyone knows. Those athletes curse and say some terrible things down on the, like, field or ice or on the court. <laughs> and, like, you usually can't hear it because you're far away and there's all the audience noise and stuff. You can yep. really hear it when it's an empty arena. I know firsthand. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're going to hear a lot of cursing. I'm looking forward to that. Well, this is a sports podcast, and apparently Dak Prescott turned down like a huge $125 million deal. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Brent? Um, I can't believe that person <laughs> would pull such an outrageous stint. Do you That's know how I, much I, money that is in S car stocks? The stock market of race cars. Yep. Uh, it's got to be a whole... Uh, somebody dale jr i don't know uh anyway what are we talking but no about? that's the thing i have no idea i don't know sports like uh our listeners do uh that's the thing this is really a video game podcast uh let's maybe dive into that that's the thing quarantine has us all playing lots of games i'm i <laughs> does I, it I, i'm does it well, <laughs> not me particularly even though no. i have a video game podcast i'm just painting my goddamn basement and uh <laughs> working game. from home 
But that's the thing. When I do wind down, I am playing a little bit of Animal Crossing here and there. But even that, I'm just completely winding down on. It's just, it sucks because that was like my go-to game. But there are some games that I'm looking forward to that we're probably going to discuss in this episode that'll probably replace Animal Crossing for me. But in all reality, I am just focusing on creating music again because I have guitars, I have a drum kit, and I just love making music. And it's been so many years of me not really doing anything. And I'm like... I have this free time, let me try to create something. And so far, I have the structure and recordings for two songs minus vocals, and I'm almost certain I'm going to be recruiting other people to do the vocals, because I would just prefer that. <laughs> it's it's still wild to me. Like, I know someone who's good with music. Like, sports, I get. I just don't care about. Music, I fundamentally don't understand. Like, when people are like, oh yeah, I wrote a song. It's like, how? How? Where do yeah, you well, start? Like, well, wh- and that's the thing. I taught myself drums over the past year, and I got to yeah, tell I didn't you, Brent, you play drums. I don't. I didn't uh, until recently, and it's it's very satisfying going from like how the hell do I hold a beat not that long ago to now I'm literally fleshing out the entire drum patterns for like songs I've written. And it's like, and I remember in the past when I've worked in uh, bands I was with, I would be very dependent on like, once I get to the studio with this drummer, I'll have that moment where I'll hear my guitar part with their drums and it all kind of comes together for the first time. And it's like that wow factor of like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, I get to experience that on my own now where it's like, I'm just adding the drums. And my other buddy just recently, uh, my first college roommate dropped off his bass for me because he knows I'm like getting into music and now I have a bass too. So I'm recording <laughs> guitar, <laughs> bass, band. and drums. Yeah. And I'm going to recruit vocals. So it won't be technically a one man <laughs> band, but uh, Close enough. that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's keeping me really busy and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And that's the thing. I'm using my podcast mic to record it. And (laughs) that's full, full. I'm going for a screamo kind of band. And that's the thing. Uh, being in the record label that I am, I've met a lot of other record labels, one of which being Larry Records. They focus specifically on Screamo. And I shot the guy who runs Larry Records a message was like, oh, check out this band I'm working on. Hopefully I'll have some people uh, give some vocals. And he said something along the lines of like, this is like almost demo quality good. And I was like, man, that's really good to hear uh, coming from you because all I used was like minimal equipment. So it gives me hope and I'm positive that I'm going to get some music out there in the near future and hopefully make some friends along the way. But this is really just like an internet collaborative project. I don't foresee playing shows or anything because I don't know how that would work. I mean, shit. Like, I mean, everything's an internet collaborative project right now. No one can leave. Um, Yeah. But, like, that's so many bands have started. Uh, one band, Studio Killers, uh, got super huge. I mean, huge relative. Uh, yeah. got pretty big on YouTube and they're like the gorillas. They don't, I mean, they play shows in person, but people don't know what they actually look like. Oh, um, wow. So I think it's a three piece band. I think it's a woman on vocals and then like two guys who are like, uh, I don't, I don't want to minimize that being like, oh, they're just like mixers or whatever, but like, I don't know what they play. They do like machine sound machines, yeah, DJs, DJs, uh, guitar. Like I think they actually play instruments, guitars, but it's only two, so they have to do all of it and then like pre-record the drums because they can't bring drums on tour or whatever. Gotcha. Um, one of those situations, like churches. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the two. I at least the concerts I've seen, the two guys are in person on stage, and then the woman's like up on screen or something, and like it's. I don't even think they live in the same country. I think they're all like Northern European, but I think one's in Sweden, one's in Norway, and like another was in England, wow. maybe. And like, yeah, it's they just like apparently just like met online and we're just like, yo, you're 
you know, your singing or your sample or your whatever is pretty good. You want to work together. Yeah. And they just collaborated all online. And now they're like a legit band and like got some massive hits. I mean, I think the songs are amazing, but hell yeah. Yeah. There's so many stuff now that's just, it only exists online. It only exists on the internet. Critical roles, fucking massive D and D game that became a stream and now has multiple books out and has an official canon in uh, Dungeons and Dragons world lore uh, book out like wow. a hand guide and it's getting turned into an animated series and it's got Holy like a, a how it was made like bio book like that just came out recently and you know granted all those people live out here in like Burbank because they're all voice actors but it yeah. started because it was online and it was just the Geek and Sundry started that and stuff and now it's this massive thing granted not everything's going to be that big oh, yeah exactly that that's big. an instance where it's uh starts as a snowball and just blows the fuck up yeah but that was definitely one of those like this is a dumb internet thing and then just got bigger and bigger and bigger and like i'm sure countless musicians have started that so you like i don't know how many people have said like oh yeah i just did this dumb thing and it just blew up overnight it's like i guess i'm committed to this now because right. people want more so you never know yeah, I'm looking forward to see seeing what the future has in store for that project, especially knowing like the underground scene, like and the respect for Screamo that there already is established in this current uh, era. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm gonna reach out to a bunch of Screamo bands and ask their vocalists if they want to participate in this project, and almost make it like sort of like the super group in the in the sense oh, of like you if you like this band, they they have an a, additional song on this band's. Uh, track or something so it's gonna be a fun little thing to keep me busy but it is making sure that i'm not playing video <laughs> games which, you busy. yeah that's unfortunate because i do want to get back to some video games but in all reality the first thing i plan on doing tonight at some point is downloading and playing farming simulator or i think that's what it's <laughs> called but yeah the one that was on playstation for free not that yeah, long yeah. ago yeah <laughs> You really want to get back to playing video games. You really want to get back into the field. And you're going to pick one that you're eh, kind of dragging your feet at and only playing because it's free. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's not the one thing. you really want to play. Maybe it'll surprise me. It might, but I think I think you're kind of double dipping with Animal Crossing there. So I think you might just get burnt out and be like, eh, this isn't as good. Or yeah. Sardew. Uh, so, cause I, I saw people talking about like, oh, what if they add crops and farming to Animal Crossing? I'm like, that's just Stardew Valley. Like, that's just the same game at this point. Why? Why add more stuff when it's already that game? That's a good point. But, oh, I didn't even mention my real brief Animal Crossing update. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did say on a previous episode that Rizzo left the island. I was so happy. And now someone someone replaced him and somebody else moved in. So out goes one, in comes two. And both of them suck way worse <laughs> than Rizzo could have possibly been. And I'm like so upset, Bren, because I don't the know if paw. the game is trolling me. I feel like it knows that I didn't like Rizzo. So now it's just like, well, if you're going to be a picky asshole, I'm going to send all the shitheads at you. You think Rizzo's and it, bad? <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. All right. They sent me, and I am I hope I get his name right, Kurt. And he's this like blue bear and he literally just has angry face no matter what and i'm like what the fuck so he's just always face. pissed off and i don't like him at all he, the way he talks he's just an asshole so i'm like all right kurt's gotta go <laughs> oh, and then like this frog came by actually i don't mind the frog but i know my wife was bugged out by him but uh he was like this <laughs> red frog and again uh, all he has a perpetual angry face and i'm like why are these What's pissed off people living on my island i want to have a happy go lucky place what's the frog's name Ah, oh, shit. I don't even remember. It was, croquet. Uh, I'll try to look that up while we talk. Is it Croquet? Yes, Croquet. And I, I, yeah. Or Croak. I thought it was Croak. Oh, it might be Croak. 
Yeah, no, I'm dumb. It's croak. Uh, but it's Q-U-E. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Like, not, he's, not the lawn game. He's got like, I guess it was, no, are those his nostrils? No, that's a mustache. His nostrils yeah, are the further fuck? up. He's got like a weird, like big mustache and a big white spot around his mouth. Ah, those are, they're great looking. I mean, they're not on my island, so it's funny. But <laughs> Yeah, right. That's what I mean. They both look angry no matter yeah. what. And I just don't like that about them. So hopefully they get the thought bubble over their head, even though they just moved in. <laughs> Oh, how weird would it oh, be man. if there was a red rabbit, but with a white face, and it was just, like, the exact same thing as Croak, but instead of where his eyes are, it's the ears, and then where his mustache is, those are the eyes of, like, the pissed-off rabbit. Oh, Christ. Oh, well, that could work. That'd be a weird, like, twins. makes me feel like it's my own fault for not, like, shopping around for people while I had the opportunity, but then again... I for the longest time there I was playing daily and it's like oh if you stop at this uh machine every, uh, once a day you get like a rewarded yeah. you get rewarded with uh nook miles so it'd be like yeah 300 because you logged in the past 7 days or or if you break that spree it's only like 50 so like yeah just the other day I logged in and I was like man it sucks when you only get 50 Mhm yeah it's I mean that's like the slow grind but I think the best way to get nook miles is through like the little achievements and stuff Yeah so um I know it's a pain in the ass, but the stock market, you actually get Nook Miles for, like, going to someone else's island and depending on how much money you make off of the stock market. And that's, like, a good, like, I think it's, like, a 1000 and 2000 and, like, 4000 like, for every level of that or something. Nice. So, like, you go to someone's island, you make a ton of bells, and then you also get just, like, an easy 3000 Nook Miles. So, that was probably the fastest way I got a lot of Nook Miles real quick. Yeah, I need to do more of the stock market stuff. I'm very much just, like, confined to my own island lately and just uh, doing chores and not making a shitload of money and always forgetting to buy the radishes on Sundays. It's It sucks. I feel like I wish that that was, like, an every-other-day thing where it's like, oh, you can get these at any given point, but it's just like, I'm not organized to remember that on Sunday morning I have to log in. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, specific, too, because it's, like, I think 8 a.m. to, like, 1 p.m. maybe noon. yeah like it's not even all day you gotta get it right uh, specifically in the morning and it's it's annoying but it's the fastest way and kind of the only way i paid off all the house upgrades yeah and after that i'm like well i don't really need money like i got two million like i don't know what do i do with this i casually bought a uh basta a server and just sent that to him oh that's cool i saw that in my store recently i'm like i'm too poor <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this might be the biggest flex I've ever done in a video game where it's just like casually dropping a hundred thousand bells on a server and being like, here you go, Basta, you're a cold dead machine. It's you. Yep. <laughs> but Perfect for his home. Yeah. I'm sure he's got it. He's putting it somewhere. Um, but yeah, the, the turnups are annoying to a certain point. That's part of the fun too. Of like, ah, oh, you gotta get them while they're high. And like, oh, this person's 55, you know, 550 bell, uh, turnips selling for that. Like, yeah, I go there and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's real, like, I got it, I'm done, moving on, and yep. but now I just have a ton of bells and a ton of miles, and, you know, I'm not really doing anything, so, um, it does help, it does help, but it does take a little more effort than the casual pulling up weeds every now and then. For sure, so yeah, at this point, I'm just trying to make sure I have cool people on my island, and so far I don't, so, <laughs> gotta get rid of Kurt and, uh, Croak. Ah, they're not bad. I think Rizzo is worse. The rat, the mice and Animal Crossing do not look good, in my opinion. I think they all... Almost all of them look pretty gnarly. Right. I don't have anything wrong with them. Just get rid of the angry look and then you're <laughs> fine. Get that dumb angry look off your face, you ugly son of a bitch. 
I never, I never had a choice because I think I talked about before. I've never had a choice of like who or shopping around or anything. It's just like the second there's an open land plot, someone's there the next day. Like I don't even yeah. have an opportunity to shop around because if they're packing up, you can't shop around. And then if they're like, it's once they're gone, you can. But by the time they're gone, someone already bought that land. So it's like, well, right. So I got most recently I had the horse left and I got replaced by Octavian the octopus. Oh shit! But he's like the angry looking octopus all the time. Like he's you got the angry eyebrows and the bandage over his head and stuff. Why do they have all these angry characters? Like it <laughs> literally it describes them as cranky. I'm like, yeah. oh, Octavian is a cranky octopus villager. It's one of the like six personality traits. So uh, Hamphrey is a hamster. Uh, he's uh, got the cranky personality too. But I mean, if you talk to them, like they're generally pretty fine. Uh, I only had once where one villager was like, "God, that's the other villager, Wendy. She's." Bitch. And I was like, whoa, what's happening between these two? But like, <laughs> they never are, you know, as long as you talk to them and like, you know, give them a gift every now and then, they don't like fly off and they handle you. Yeah, I forget. The one character that seems typically pretty nice, I remember talking to them. I can't remember exactly what they said, but it was something like, what's the point anyway in life? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? We're all this gonna is way die. too deep for oh. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Some of them are weird. There's Bo, who's a male deer. He's like kind of an antelope gazelle sort of thing. But I think he's kind of a special character because he knows he's in a video game. Like, he's aware that oh, it's a game. Oh, what the fuck? That's actually cool. I want him on my island. Yeah, he's... A little Matrix guy. He's weird, and, like, he'll say some crazy shit to you every now and then. So he's like, oh, man, I'm just kind of tired. I had to, like, wake up, do the same thing over and over again. It just feels so repetitive. Like, it's just, like, the run of a mill game or something. It's just like, whoa, boom. <laughs> Calm down, man. That's meanwhile, awesome. You know, all flips over there, like dr- like dancing in the river for like the fifteenth day in a row. He's like, "God, I love it. It's great." Like, oh, you simple monkey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've I've pretty much become the bone daddy because I have all the fossils. So I've just been still trading fossils for everyone. Nice. Um, yeah, I wind down a lot. I've I've really I'm dipping in mostly just to see if uh, Raymond is uh, leaving because I got a few people who really want him. Oh, but, cool. That's the thing. I think I saw you post something about him in show topics. Do you want to mention that while we're on the Animal Crossing? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, because it's such a hot commodity, this twink-ass office cat, that everyone just, like, it was a meme where people were like, oh, look at this crazy cat. He's, you know, getting away from the city and trying to find a nice, quiet island life. And it's like, God, his, his design's good, isn't it, guys? Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, it's a handsome cat. It's like, hold on now. It's like, God, I'd fuck that cat. It's like, hey, wait a minute. What? Wait, wait, like, what? Like, <laughs> and that's uh, the thing. Last time we discussed this this character and I was editing the podcast, I was legitimately mad at us. I was like, there was so many opportunities for a everybody loves Raymond joke to be made and none of uh, us yeah. jumped on it. And that's the thing. I feel like everybody does love Raymond and why? And I'm not talking about Ray Barone. <laughs> Ray, <laughs> specifically the character Ray Barone. Um, exactly. Uh god. Uh no, yeah, I don't get it. Um yeah, no, there's like Raymond and like a lot of pictures of Raymond in like the maid outfit cuz if you give them clothes, they'll wear them sometimes. Um so people are really hopped up on the idea of this office worker guy in a maid outfit. Um body pillows, there's Raymond body pillows or at least the design for one. I don't know if you physically sell them, but yeah. Some people really like this cat for his design. Some people really want to fuck him. It's yeah, it's bizarre. Weird. I don't, It'd be funny if the cat had a brother named Robert. They, it's you just can't have Ray Romano in Animal Crossing and Brad <laughs> Garrett. Um, but yeah, so recently, um, some guy, I guess, people are finding ways to hack in with like 
hacking into the cartridge itself or like a save files or something. I don't know. To, I'm not going to explain it. I'm not going to pretend like I know Bass is not here. Yeah, um, Bass would elaborately explain how you put your tongue on the cartridge to hack into it. Yeah. Uh, and he, he criticized the Switch for how bad the hardware it is and then uh, still sell it to us somehow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so a guy was able to hack into Animal Crossing, uh, mess with the save file, and is able to just clone villagers. So he just flooded the market. He's like, I guess he put it on Twitter and he's like, yo, who wants Raymond? I got you. And he gave out like 30 a day for like a week or something to people. Damn. Then people were asking for like specific ones like Marshall, who's this like little squirrel, or Julian, who's a horse with like a horn on, a fake horn on him and stuff. Um, so yeah, he's just like giving out free uh, villagers to whoever wants them. And it's a way where he like, yeah, messes with the save and is able to reload it and stuff. And uh, you can't have multiple on like one island. You can't have just an island of Raymond's, but. Yeah, he was able to do that. That would be cool. And people were like, oh, what do you want in return? I'll give you money. He's like, no, no, no. I just, you know, everyone wants this. I'm I'm a parent. I'm sure a ton of parents have kids saying, like, I want this specific villager. And the parents are like, I can't do that. Sorry. It's RNG. Like, there's no way of getting it. So this is him just, like, flooding the market, kind of just disrupting the weird demand for Raymond that there is. And I don't know. I, yeah, it screws over people like you who are holding out to sell him. <laughs> I don't even want to sell him. I don't give a shit anymore. Once he's gone, I, I probably won't play Animal Crossing anymore. I'm just checking in every day to see if he's annoyed yet and moves, like, moving away. Because um, I did have a new villager come to my campsite. And they're like, oh, I'll check around to see who wants to move. And they're like, oh, this other character wants to move. I was like, no, you're a weird, gross-looking duck. I'll kick Raymond out for you just to get him out. But, like, I don't want you on my island. You're weird. Yeah. So, and I normally like the ducks. I got like two ducks already. They're adorable. But like this Hell one, yeah. had, this one had a weird ketchup. haircut. And I was like, no. Oh, I would fucking love ketchup. Ketchup's great. I love ketchup. Yeah, she's great. Um, and that's the thing. If you ever come across a drum kit, let me know before you stop playing. I haven't yet. <laughs> I got one and it's got a weird face of a cat on it. If you want. What? That. Well, that's I mean, cool. I could, I... I could probably change it, but that's the meme. Oh, yeah. I, I got memes just littered around my island. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I got the paper mache cat tiger, where it's just this weird little tiger statue, but it's made of paper and it's just screaming. So I just bought <laughs> like 20 of those and just littered them around my island now. Nice. So, yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm too bored and too rich for Animal Crossing now, where I'm just doing weird shit and slowly destroying my island. Yeah, that's understandable. I feel like that's where everyone gets eventually. I'm the Jeff Bezos of Animal Crossing. I'm just letting it burn because I have no other feelings inside of me. Oh, God damn it. He's a monster. Uh, anyway, that's what you've been playing mostly? Yeah, that's all. You know I'm not playing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing Painting the Basement. <laughs> uh, fun game. It's a simulator. Uh, I have good news about video, uh, video games for me, and bad news. Uh-oh. The good news is I beat XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. Oh, cool. So I'm done talking about that. It, it's, it was an expansion onto the core game, and once I, I killed all three of the Chosen pretty early on, and because I did that, you get, like, their weapons, and then you get, like, certain upgrades from, like, them and their troops and stuff. So that game I played, it was actually pretty easy, and I kind of burned through it pretty fast because I beat them so early. And granted, like I said, I'm playing it on, like, pretty low difficulty. I'm not acting like I'm hot shit here. Um, but because I was able to beat them early on and then get all the upgrades early on, I blew through the rest of the game. So, like, the final mission, like was nothing versus the first time I played it, which was a grueling slog and like half my people died. Like this yeah. time, like almost no one even got hurt, let alone dead. So 
the world of the chosen is good, but it does like really throw off the balance for the late game where like, Oh, now this is, it's not even fun anymore. It's just time consuming. Right. Um, so if you do end up playing world of the chosen, it's great. I, I highly recommend it, but if you do play like maybe put it on a hard difficulty or like maybe not burn through it as quickly. I don't know. It's, it's a tough balance there, but like there's plenty of mods so you can like, just you know, even Iron Man mode, it's a built-in, like incredibly super hard difficulty mode. So there's always more options to make it harder. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a solid game and it's it was weird playing missions where it's like, Alright, Commander, we gotta get here quickly before the chosen come down and like hunt us down. I was like, Yo, dog, I killed the chosen like a year ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> but it's like, you know, pre programmed dialogue. Right. Uh, so the good news is I'm going to stop talking about XCOM 2, which for anyone who was tired of it, must be very happy. The bad news is I started playing XCOM Chimera Squad. So, haha, I tricked you. More XCOM. Oh, Jesus Christ, Brent. <laughs> you a lot really must hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like the name implies Chimera Squad. It's uh, instead of running an army for like the whole world and trying to take it back, this I believe this game takes place five years after XCOM 2. And even at the end of XCOM 2, they leave on a cliffhanger. Because if they make a new game, there you go. There's your segue. If they don't make a new game, whatever. Yeah. So they ended on a cliffhanger of like, oh, there's something bigger than these aliens. Uh, but Chimera Squad is five years after. Earth is kind of settled to a good degree. And now the aliens and humans are meshing together. And then there's other aliens meshing together. And like, there's hybrids now and stuff. Um, and it's basically the leaders of the aliens were the bad guys mind controlling everybody. And now that they're all gone, it's, you know, bouncing out somewhat more. Um, and Chimera Squad, because your team is made up of like a good ha- handful of humans and then an Advent, who's the aliens, then like a few hybrids of Advent and humans crossed together, uh, a Viper who's like a snake person, uh, a Muton who's like the big heavy hitter tank sort of guy yeah. who goes into like battle rages and stuff. Um, so you get like a good cross of all these different aliens and g- crazy looking aliens. And they even look different than the XCOM models. So it's not just the same model in every single scenario. Like you saw in XCOM, they're actually pretty different and unique, which is fun. Nice. Um, and like one of them's like, a, you know, close range combat uh, fighter. And I was like, all right, cool. That makes sense. Like they'll have like a knife and like a pistol or something. And they're like, no, they just punch. They just punch the shit out of people. It's like, oh, that's going to be tough. But she's actually like really good. If you like balance her well, or you know how to use her tactics, um, so it's pretty fun, and it's it's very refreshing not to be doing a world-ending scenario every single time. Uh, Chimera Squad is basically just uh, not black ops, but like a task force in a city. So there's just a very prominent city in the XCOM world, and you're just this task force. Like the city's gone to shit, and we gotta like help restructure it. So you go in and just do special missions, going after certain gangs and stuff. And uh, the breach mode is new, where you're uh, standing outside of a door or a window and breaching into it, and that's like a surprise round and stuff. Um, it's it's very a lot of same similar uh, t- com- yeah, combat tactics uh, mechanics of XCOM Two, just scaled down to a smaller level. So instead okay. of having instead of having like thirty soldiers on reserve just to train and upgrade and modify and throw out, let them die and bring them back. Um, I only have like four guys at the beginning and then every now and then you recruit another guy and then every, like you don't control when you recruit, it's given to you. Okay. So you're more precious with the guys you have, but the benefit is if a soldier goes down, they'll bleed out or if a, you know, 
officer, I guess, goes down and bleeds out. They don't just die instantly. And uh, when you bring them back, you can heal them. Your one medic has unlimited healing charges, which are good. But it's yeah. bad because it's the only medic you have. And if she goes down, you're fucked. <laughs> and uh, I had a rule where in XCOM, I always had two medics at all times, no matter what. So the fact that I'm only down to one, it makes it a lot tougher. Yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed was good is uh, I did a mission. I got the objective. Once I got the objective, reinforcements came and like fucked me over. And I was like, I'm way outnumbered. Two of my guys are down. Like, this is going to be a struggle. I might as well just restart. Yeah. With the two guys I still had conscious, I was able to actually bring it around. What? So they seem, <laughs> they seem to balance it a lot better where it's not like you have a 95% chance to hit and you just miss. Or if the enemy just hits every single fucking time, like the enemy actually misses a fair amount now. So it actually feels more balanced. It's just in the DLC versus the main game. Well, uh, Chimera Squad's its own game. Oh, that's right. You did yeah, say yeah. that. Uh, Chosen is an expansion, so you'll have to have right. two for that. Chimera Squad is just its own game. So if you just want to play this by itself, you don't need to know the lore. The lore is aliens invaded, took over for about twenty years, and then you fought them off. And right. now this is just five years after that. That's as much lore as you really need. Okay. Um, but this is just a real fun, like, it's just smaller scale. The stakes are still pretty high, but not world-ending high. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, half my squad was down, and I was up against, like, six other guys, and I was able to turn it around somehow, and, like, it worked. Um, That's a great feeling. Yeah, so, like, all the aliens, and like, every character's unique. They're not all just generic soldiers that you choose which class. They all have their own special abilities, and, like, they're real different now, and it just feels real refreshing compared to the just the copy, like, manufactured uh, soldiers of XCOM 2 where they're all pretty much the same and it feels balanced I say that after I did a good mission and right before this I was taking on like the boss mission for one of the gangs I was fighting and they just beat the shit out of me and I really don't know how I'm gonna fight it like I I feel like I maybe advanced it too quickly and I'm in here under leveled um so when one of your guys goes down, you can have an android come in and be a reinforcement for you. Okay. But, but that only happens between encounters. So when you go on a mission, you just run into a warehouse, shoot up the guys. That's one encounter. If you run into the warehouse, shoot up the guys, go behind the warehouse where they're trying to escape. That's two encounters. So hmm. so far, you can have up to three encounters on a mission I've seen. And you only get a new, you only get reinforcements between encounters. So if a guy goes down during the mission, like during the encounter... You're just down that guy. Yeah. But then when you go to the next encounter, you can swap them out for an android. Okay. The problem I'm having is I get to the first encounter, a little rough, but I'm doing good. Get to the second encounter, a little uh, pretty rough, but I'm like doing decent. Everyone's kind of hurt. But like I said, I only have one medic, so they can only heal one at a time. Go to the third encounter. Like, I have four guys. The enemy has like nine guys, and they are spawning more. And I have to, like, send them to the, like, opposite ends of the room by themselves, turn off a machine. Like, even then, all the guys, just enemies are still there. Uh, one of the guys is a boss, like, level, so he's a lot stronger. It's, like, strong units in the room. And it's just a fucking nightmare. And my guys are already hurt and can't heal them quick enough, so they go down instantly. And I can't bring in my reinforcements because it's the last encounter of the mission. And it's just, Damn. like... Wow, this was really, it felt balanced and it felt like I always had a chance until now. And now it just feels oppressively overwhelming where I, I, 
even if I swap out the guys, even if I swap out all the gear, even if I reload back to the HQ where I can swap out different team members and stuff and all that stuff and level them up different, I have to do this mission right now. It's forcing me to. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I can do it. No matter who's on my team, it feels like they just die by the second they hit that third encounter. And I don't know Damn. how to do it. So, like, it got hard real fast. So, are you you think you're going to be stuck there because you're underleveled? Or do you, is there a way to, like, grind? No, because it's like any you can do like other missions. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll do something else. And then the, yeah, uh, after I did that mission, it goes to the next day. And the next day, it's like you have a critical mission. You need to do this today. And I was like, fuck. So like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I can do it else. I don't know if I can like, I got a shield guy. Maybe I can go back and grab him instead. But then like he's not okay. Much, he's just a shield. He's not that strong of a fighter itself. So it's like, eh. If I take him, I get more defense. But then I'm losing offense and stuff. And it's like, it's just really tough now yeah it's so uh, adjust your adjust your strategy and hope rng works out for you this time <laughs> that it might have to be that because for the most part all the enemies i've noticed are all pretty much the same some of them swap out okay um but then yeah I'm, i might have to just do rng for like if they get hit but it, it doesn't have the quick save and quick load or if it does i haven't found it yet so it's not as easy to save scum which might be intentional um and yeah, like I said, the balancing seems better. So like, it seems like even if I save scum it, there might not be that much of a difference when I get shot. As before, it was like a roll of the dice every single time. This one might be like, he's got a 60% ch- chance of hitting you. He's going to hit you. Like, was that three out of the five times? So like, th- tough shit. Like, that's just going to happen. Yeah. So it's, it's real tough. And like, I was really enjoying this game. I played it until like 3 a.m. last night. And then I woke up at 8 a.m. today and got right back into it so like i'm enjoying it it's a good game it's real fun especially like i just really like the smaller unit i'm working with like local police instead of like other countries and their armies like i just like the different pacing of it a lot yeah Um, and the fact that you have all these weird aliens on your team i always love that it feels like mass effect yeah that's cool this mission's fucking me over and i don't know if i get out of it like even if i reload back to like you know a week before in game uh like two prior missions and stuff i don't know if i can get there in time because the armor i got upgraded armor but i have to buy it and i don't have nearly enough money for it so it's like oh this is this is rough i just hate that sensation when any game i'm playing where i'm like am i here too early and is there any way i can like grind and if the, the answer is no it's just like fuck <laughs> there's i really hate it. i like games where they're like hey like XCOM did it with the last mission. They're like, "Hey, this is the last mission. If you want to do anything, do it now, because you're not doing it after this." Yes. Um, so stuff like that's good, but it's it's tough when it's like, yeah, it's never good when you can be under level. Uh, what was the game like? I mean, Witcher Three kind of did that, where it's like, "Oh, here's the tutorial area. It's cool," and then they throw you into the main world, and you're level like seven, and the like first enemy you see is level fifteen. It's like, oh fuck. So like, yeah. That's rough, but like Witcher, you could run away to a you know, an easier zone or something and work your way up to it. This is like it's so regiment, uh, regimented and so strict with like you have to do these things, you have to do this in a certain day. It's all about time based. Um, even in combat, they have a little scale now of whose turns when, and you have different abilities to move your spot up in the uh, turn order and stuff. So like, it's interesting. They did a really cool twist on it. It's a good game. It's you know it's still buggy here and there. It fucking the first 40 minutes of me uh, playing this game was actually just me installing it because it was bugging out and crashing every time I played it. So I had to re- uh, uninstall it and reinstall it. 
Yeah. Um, so that sucked. But it's like really cool to see what they did with this turn-based tactics game, uh, especially for as big as a franchise as it is, and it feels really nice. I'm not super far into it, so if I do have to just restart from the beginning, I can. Yeah, that's that's it's good to know suck, at least, but that does suck, yeah. But like like I said, I'm enjoying it, so I won't it won't be the worst thing ever, but it will be like kind of shitty if it's like, oh, you just got to this really hard mission. Tough shit. Like there's no option for it. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see about that. I feel like the worst example of that and i feel like my memory is failing me here but one of the dark souls i want to say too was like when you died it would like take a percentage of your health away and eventually like they replaced that because like wait that's way too hard but i feel like you could literally just go further and further like once you have so little health you go and like fight another boss die again it's just like setting you back that much further i think there was like a point where it's it would stop eventually but either way it's like you're getting one shot everywhere you go at that point I think I think with all the Dark Souls, there's like the you know physical body and the zombie body one. Uh, I yes, think different for each one. Uh, I think when you're like the zombie, you have a set amount of health, and then when you become human again, you get your maximum health. Yeah, I think that's the same through all the Dark Souls. I think Demon Souls whittled away a little health each time. Maybe that's what I'm. To- like I said, my memories. I mean, they all Shit. blend together. They're gr- all great games. They but are. they all blend together because they're all and- pretty much the same game. It's funny to know that they've been like remastering the Dark Souls games. I'm like, those are pretty good graphics and stuff. But that's the thing. I would love a Demon Souls remaster. (laughs) I don't know if I will because Demon Souls was the first one. And like a lot of the first stuff, like the first Assassin's Creed, it's not good. No, it's not very polished. They're balancing it and they're figuring out like, hey, this kind of sucks. Let's fix it in the next one. And then the the second one's usually great. Yeah, I just remember specifically from Demon Souls, like just uh, the dragons and shit. It just like took my oh, breath God. away. There just, was no game quite like it at that point. Just standing on the top of the one castle and just shooting that red dragon for yes like, forever and be like, you can kill it. It's just going to take you a shitload of arrows. It took me forever and a I lot of it, arrows, though. but I did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember specifically in Demon Souls, um, there's one area where you're just on this cliffside. And as you're walking on this narrow ledge, skeletons are rolling at you in this ball, and they yep. keep trying to hit you off. And like when they hit you, the knockback's huge, so you risk falling off. It's like, all right, this really sucks, but I can, you know, I can manage it. Oh, and while you're on the cliff face, there's just flying stingrays out, like out in front of the cliffside. They're just <laughs> launching spears at you for fucking yep. no reason, and you can't hurt them. It's like, why, why, Demon Souls? Why do you hate me so much? Yeah, it that was ahead of its time. Yeah, it was, like, I, I enjoy, I look back on it fondly, but, like, good God, was that Demon's Souls so much harder. Yeah, oh, for sure, I definitely agree with that statement. Yeah. Um, but, oh. I guess, uh, you have something else to talk about as far as the games you've been playing? Uh, not really, but speaking of, uh, let me double check, uh, Hades every now and then, but yeah, no, not really. Um, okay. speaking of which, though, uh, Dark Souls, Demon's Souls, all that, uh, apparently, Bloodborne might be coming to PC soon. Really? I wow, that when I think PlayStation exclusives, that one always comes to mind and I didn't know they were letting go of it. I I think they're just at that point where it's like everyone that played on PlayStation has already played or everyone that's going to play it on PlayStation has. So True. it's like, well, we can either let this property just die off and like not really do anything or we can re-release it on a new console and make a little more money off it. Yeah, cuz it's already this is Smart as fuck, and they're going to do Bloodborne 2, and it will be PlayStation exclusive, and now all the people that are playing on Steam are like, oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that 
that'd be a good way to do it. Everyone are chomping at the bit for Bloodborne too because it's such a like Demon Souls and Dark, the three Dark Souls games like they all blend together. Bloodborne's very much its own. It's Stands very out. similar, but it's very much a unique outlier of it. Yeah, I so, agree. Well, that's one reason I didn't. It didn't vibe with me that well. But that's the thing. Yeah. I do want to revisit it, and I think I'll like it'll click. It just didn't click the first few times. Uh, it is very challenging, just like those games, and just uh, a different aesthetic. But I do like it for sure. I love the aesthetic. It's like an old Victorian world, and it's like instead of like knights and armor and stuff, you don't really have shields anymore. So it's like you just are constantly on the offensive. You always yeah, and you have, have like to be pistols and shit. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. It's it's real interesting. Um, I saw it on a site called InstinctGaming.com. Ooh, for, so and, legit. Oh, so <laughs> mm, quality. Nah. Is that um, one of Bastus URLs? <laughs> And it wasn't like a news website. It was like it. Ha- it was a ga- it was a website where you could buy games from them. So it had a spot for Bloodborne, and it said like coming to PC soon. So people are speculating hmm. like maybe maybe this is just a weird bug on their end. Maybe we how many you know how many stuff has been spoiled for us because we've seen the merchandise of it before the actual stuff of it right. came out, like Avengers and all those toys. So. Which- leads maybe to it's maybe it's credibility yeah maybe maybe it's legit maybe it's not it'd be really cool though i might i might buy bloodborne i'm not i only played demon souls and dark souls 2 which apparently is the worst one of the trilogy um but bloodborne's yeah like we said it's, it's such its own unique thing like ah fuck it at this point i might buy it if it's like 20 bucks or less right well and knowing that it's coming to steam would that inherently mean that it's gonna be moddable or is that like are hackers gonna do that or is there are they gonna open that door to people i mean there's there's few game companies and franchises that are open to mods right at the gate like xcom is and fire axis or fire fire axis i don't know some people pronounce it weird um so those are open to mods right out of the gate i already have a mod on uh, xcom chimera squad to just show me the numbers for people's health and stuff yeah Um, granted those games are pretty fucking buggy but that also allows them to have like mod access, and like sometimes those mods will crash and destroy games. Um, but like we talked about, Nintendo's really secure with their shit and not open to people tampering with it. Some people have hacked into Animal Crossing, so I don't think if Bloodborne comes to PC, I don't think they'll allow for mods. But I think people will be making mods for it. I mean, people make right. mods for Dark Souls, I think, already on console and stuff. So, gotcha. Okay. Or on PC. So you'll see Thomas the Tank Engine running through. Um, God damn it. Bloodborne soon enough. I'm looking forward to that. It's it's uh, it's a requirement of modding. you got to have one Thomas the Tank Engine in there somewhere. It's a rite of passage. It's got to be that guy at the top of the tower with machine guns. I still haven't killed him yet. Or actually, no, I did. I snuck up around him and kicked him off the edge, and it worked really <laughs> lucky. <laughs> I kind of love that about the Souls like, games where it's like you can cheese the shit out of it. It's like you're yes. kind of supposed to. Like yeah. They kind of encourage that. So, uh, they're fun. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, what the Golf? I think we've talked yes. about it before. That's coming to Switch, finally. They've okay. always talked about it, but now we got, like, a release date. And I think it's going to be, like, $25. Right, and when you mentioned it, I are, you posted this in our Slack. I was thinking to myself, I know we talked about this game. I'm glad it's finally out on Switch. And I'm pretty sure, like, for the launch of it, it's even off, like, 25% off. So, I think it's only, like, it's $20 15 bucks or something. Or 15, or, yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah. might be right. It might be 15 now, and it's 20 total, usually. 
Yeah, but either way, this game looks absurd, and I feel like this is going to be my Animal Crossing replacement, especially <laughs> knowing that my wife and I are enjoying mm-hmm. multiplayer games again, and it's like, uh, but we're both kind of losing steam with Animal Crossing. This yeah. one is a two-player, and by God, it looks like it's going to keep our attention at the very least. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with this game. It's For anyone who doesn't know, it's very like uh, simple... Um not isometric. Um, simple colors got a very like Adventure Time uh, style to it. Yeah, real silly. Donut County. Um, what was the other game Donut County did similar to that. Um, oh stuff. right. But it's um, golf, as is in the title. Uh, but it's weird golf. It it starts off as just like mini golf, and then every level just gets progressively weird. Where you know, uh, level two, you go to swing the ball, uh, swing the club at the ball, and when you hit it. Instead of the ball shooting off, the golfer flies off. And now you're yes. putting the golfer into the hole. And it just gets weirder and weirder from there. And it's just very, very silly. Um, yeah, I love the absurdity of it all. But the, it's crazy. the the problem is I inherently just love golf games. And I feel like I'm going to play this game and then walk away being like, I wish there was more golf in there. Because I think it's just going <laughs> to be like golf. just insane other crazy shit like Katamari wild shit. And then I'll be like, but was there any real golf in this? From what I've seen of the trailers, it seems like the golf is still the core gameplay mechanic. Where you're still putting stuff into other stuff. But yeah. it seems like everything else about it changes. So like, one, you're a traffic cop. And instead of like driving the cars, you're putting the cars down the street or something weird. Like... It, so it seems like it's still the same golf mechanic everywhere. So maybe it'll still scratch that itch of, you know, playing golf. But yeah, everything else about but it's different. Exactly. It's just hard to understand when, like, you're, like, f- shooting, like, a house across <laughs> a, 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 the screen or, like, yeah. a horse is jumping off a diving board. I don't know how this is a game. It's It just looks so strange to me that it's, like, one of those, like, you can't look away. I'm, I need to play this myself to find out. This seems, like... I saw it, I was like, ah, I probably won't get it, but it seems like a fantastic, uh, just have a few friends over, like, you know, call up mode, have a few beers or something, and just get real silly with it. Yeah. It doesn't I, seem like there's a deep lore or story to it, or single player mode. No, for sure. This is definitely one to just have fun with. I feel like it's, like, the next, it could be, uh, in the same vein as, like, Untitled Goose Game of, like, oh, this is gonna be, like, a cult classic of this era. It kinda already is. Like, there's definitely got a lot of attention to it for being a small indie game, and, People have been, you know, chopping at the bit for it to be on Switch, so it's awesome here. So I think, yeah. I think Switch is just going to be the most accessible. Like, I can't imagine the controls are complex. A single Joy-Con will probably do, and it'll be yeah. easy multiplayer. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought that one up, and that's probably what I'll be talking about. Hopefully, next episode, maybe Farming <laughs> Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see which one grabs your attention more. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, see, see, a thieves is coming to Steam. I don't know. Some people like that game. Yeah, I vaguely recall it, but I know we kind of just brushed it under the rug. Everything I've seen, I've seen, seems like it's like got a lot of potential, but it's it's never really worth more than two game gameplay sessions of it. Seems like everyone gets tired of it by that point. Some people are really into it. I mean, like any online game, some people are going to get obsessed with every game. Yeah, but yeah. This one seems like yeah, we had a fun for a good hot minute. It's a good twenty hour buy, but. Yeah, hopefully they keep updating it and uh, fixing it, because I believe it was early access back on console. It so, was, yep. So we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I don't know, it's got it's got a bit of a community behind it. Uh, what else? 
that's about it I had game-wise. Yeah. But other media-wise, because some of the stuff, we had some big news this week. Um, first off, shout out uh, to, well, not shout out, shout out to me. Good job, Brendan. Oh. You're, you're, you're doing it. No. Um, <laughs> for anyone who's a fan of it, like I am, as deeply as I am, Hannibal is finally coming to Netflix. It finally oh, found somewhere to be it. streamed. This what? feels like the what? old days of the podcast. What? Don't judge my human consumption entertainment. It's Hannibal. just, it's very much, uh, like, I don't know, year uh, two a of, characteristic of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, cannibalism's not bad. Um, it's just, I'm, it's, I'm happy because it's been so long and it's there's been so much talk of like maybe a season four and they're just never finding a home on any streaming service. So whenever yeah. I recommended it to people, they're like, oh, where can I watch it? And I'm like, you have to buy it on Amazon. Like you have to buy every episode or, you know, the seasons individually. They're like, I don't, I don't know if I like it. I don't want to buy it. It's like, ah, but it's so good. It's so fucking good. Um, it's so dark and twisted and beautiful. The storytelling is weird because it's all. Uh, untrustworthy narrative, uh, narrative from Will Graham's perspective, but okay, it's it's so fucking good. It's just like, just imagine like Mr. Robot, but the story continued to be good through all three seasons, <laughs> and it was just bougie as fuck. And like nice. sometimes you want to just indulge in that rich lifestyle you'll never have. Um, yeah, and yeah, so it's just it's finally coming to Netflix, and I'm so happy. It's just. Now I can yell at people more. Like with Avatar The Last Airbender, I'm like, now you don't have an excuse. Fucking watch the show. It's so good. It'll yeah. ruin your appetite, but also enhance it? I don't know. Yeah. It might make you hungry. It made me hungry, that's for sure. The food looks good. You know it's people, but the food looks gorgeous. That's bizarre. They even released a cookbook about all the food they made and then like behind the scenes like sh- uh, stories and photos of the actual show. With like measurements of the ingredients yeah, yeah yeah like a legit cookbook of like here's how you make foie gras and like all this other shit oh i thought you meant like with the human ingredients and like there's oh. like somebody out there that is a freak could probably get this book and be like you know what <laughs> i mean i think it's all the actual meals and then it's like filet mignon and stuff and it's like in the show Hannibal makes it out of someone's thigh but like you know ah, in real life you'll yeah. use like a pound of beef or whatever the fuck i don't know what that's made of um but yeah, it's just, it's so good, and it's just, I'm just so happy it's finally getting somewhere to watch. I'm probably going to rewatch it, because it's just, because it, it was always teetering on being canceled. So mm-hmm. after season two, they're just like, let's get fucking wild. Let's get book wild with this shit. And uh, it's like Hannibal International and stuff, and it just, they, they, like, they pulled no punches with the season two finale, because they thought that was going to be the series finale. And they're like, oh no, you get one more season. It's like, uh-oh. All right, let's let's backpedal here. <laughs> yeah, like, it just gets real wacky, and I love it. It's so good. Um, yeah, so Hannibal. Uh, also, uh, Tuca and Birdie got canceled on Netflix. It's getting revived by Adult Swim. Yeah, I saw that, and that's the thing. I never got into the show, but apparently, people must like it enough for Adult Swim to do, uh, do this. It's very good, and it was very upsetting when it got canceled by Netflix because it was from one of the. Um, I don't. I don't know ex- exactly her title. Lisa Hanawatz uh, used to work on BoJack Horseman. Uh, okay. Clearly a high, you know high level person at BoJack Horseman. I'm not sure exactly what degree. Maybe executive producer, or lead art designer, or something. Sure. Uh, but so she spun off and made her own series, Tuca and Birdie, and it's in, very much in the same style. Uh, a lot of anthropomorphic uh, 
or humanized animals rather. Uh, yep. But Toucan Birdie's primarily birds. Like mo- there are some other ones, but most of the characters are birds, and it's very good. It's got a lot of that biting humor of BoJack Horseman, but instead of about a you know drug addict, drunk old sitcom star, like we're fucking sick of Hollywood. I live here. It ain't great. Let's think about something else. So instead, it's just these two friends that uh, very early on is very like joke, 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 episodic, ha ha ha, like zaniness. But yeah. like a, a few episodes into it, it starts hitting its stride with the story. And like by the last half of it, it fucking hits hard emotionally. Like they oh, do damn. some really brave, bold stuff that you don't see in a lot of stuff, especially um, with two lead female characters. And it's a, a female driven show like it's yeah. very much from the female centric mind and it's really good and like they nice no punches and it's like they address some shit you do not see in shows so it was like really upsetting to see it get canceled because even if it's not your cup of tea they were at least doing something interesting and different, different. yeah oh for sure that's cool now i definitely now it, you've piqued my interest and i want to give this a chance but uh yeah. and that's good to hear that it's getting a season two especially knowing that they're trying some new stuff yeah i'm very excited to see it uh i don't have cable but i'm, I'm gonna find some way to support the season two and just continue it um yeah, Tuka is very much the zany, wacky, toucan friend of like, wow, party girl. But like, you see her character de- develop and Bur- Birdie is just nuts. And uh, Steven Yoon, who was uh, Glenn in Walking Dead, mm-hmm. he's done a bunch of other stuff since. He's a pretty big voice actor now. He's in a lot of voiceover stuff now. Uh, he's Speckle in it, which just Speckle's the best character. <laughs> Speckle's very good. He's nice. got a picture of himself hanging up in his apartment and it's just... <laughs> It's hard to explain. Just look up a picture of Speckle. It's just like, that's a good bird. That's a good bird boy. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see that coming back and uh, them getting another shot at that. Uh, and the last little media update, also coming to Netflix, One Piece. You don't have an excuse oh, no. anymore. You're locked down in quarantine. You got nothing better to do. Start watching One Piece. There's 900 episodes. <laughs> good fucking luck. <laughs> yeah no i don't think anyone's taking no. your advice on that and i oh, just boy. took your advice on looking up this uh speckle guy and yeah. if you do that on google images there's an image of him spanking another bird and i oh. don't know what this is about but uh yeah, i blame you <laughs> listen it's they don't shy away from the romance in token birdie god damn it uh that's gonna do it for this episode though guys uh Let's wrap this up and do some plugs. Uh, where can our listeners find you and your other podcast? I am ABTS Brendan on Twitter. It's me. <laughs> yeah, that's the picture. All right. <laughs> Speckle Spank and Birdie. Um, yeah, uh, ABTS Brendan on Twitter. Twitter. I mostly promote this show and Are We There Yet, which is my anime podcast. We just did an episode of Ropa, which is an anime weeby video game murder mystery that got turned into an anime. So, kind of ties yeah. into both of these shows. I hear really good things about that show. Did you guys like it? Uh, we enjoyed it overall. It's very much for fans of the video game. I believe it's actually just copying the story of the first video game. Okay. So, if you don't want to sit through the grind of a game or buy a game and might not be sure if you like it, you can just watch the show. Or, if you play the game and you're like, ah, I want to know the story, but I don't want to do all this mystery stuff because I'm dumb, like me, you can mm-hmm. just watch the show. Okay. So, uh, or it can g- give you a taste because there's plenty of games. There's like five or six games. So like if it, if it's your cup of tea, there's plenty more. So uh, nice. yeah, it's pretty good. 
Awesome. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places online at ABT Silence. And I mentioned I have a record label earlier. It's MissedOutRecords.com. Head over there, see what kind of vinyl and cassettes are for sale. Uh, got new slip mats, glow-in-the-dark guitar picks. Uh, I don't even think I announced when it happened. It was like a month ago or so at this point. But our, wait, seven, no, eighth, eighth compilation out album oh, wow. is out now on Bandcamp. So MissedOutRecords.Bandcamp.com. And it's called A Comp for Quarantine. Uh, I think it's like 11 songs. Check it out. It's some new music if you want to hear uh, something to keep you busy during quarantine nice. uh lots of emo screamo math rock that's the whole <laughs> vibe but uh that, <laughs> it's oh, just I, like on a show where it's like emo screamo math rock to keep you busy in quarantine and then i'm suggesting one piece a thousand episode show or the cannibal show <laughs> Who yeah, the that's fuck's I mean, listening to this podcast nobody listens to our show that's okay <laughs> that's what i mean we're super niche but yeah. uh that's it uh we'll see you next week see ya see you